What's up, everything? Normally right now, I'd be telling you what we're about to cover on the podcast, but I'm recording this before we get together, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about because the hockey offseason is D.E.D. dead. We will be talking about the World Junior Championship, and once we see how far that can take us, we'll improvise from there. Strap in, folks. This could get pretty crazy, or it could be a 20-minute podcast. Your guess is as good as mine, but we can't delay any longer. So let's get started, and let's go Blues! everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast a well-planned and jam-packed episode of the two guys one cup podcast on thursday august 11th in the (laughs) daylight we're we're recording we're recording the sun is out the sky is clear and everything is crystal clear dear prudence um, that's a that's a Beatles reference for the people. Oh. I don't think those lyrics were actually right, but they were pretty close, you know. Um, the the sun is up, the sky is blue, it's beautiful, and so are you. Those are the real lyrics. Oh. There you go. Uh, Ian, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I think um, people have clued in on your lie because you said it was a jam packed episode, and then you gave them the date, <laughs> August 11th. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does give Oops. it away with Nazem Kadri is still phantom signed with the New York Islanders. It's, <laughs> God, it's still a thing. So I hate that with all of my heart. Why would why would he be okay with that? That's what I, know, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, why would you just not it. be like, oh yeah, by the way, sign with the Islanders? Fuck you, Lou. Why isn't it a rule that like when when business is done, it has to be like public knowledge reported? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they would say, oh, it is. It's just that we don't put it out on like social media. It's like there if you want to go look at it. I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure reporters would. So it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know why he's trying to be so difficult. He's just a difficult human being uh, overall. He is. He is. Um, but. Lou Lamorello is not the topic of this podcast. Of course, nothing is the topic of this podcast, as folks who have already heard the introduction, which it would be weird if you skipped, um, would know. Um, I basically told them we have nothing to talk about, Ian. So, you know, it's your fault. And, um, you know, I'm blaming you for everything. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. World Juniors are happening. Uh, I would know that because I'm writing a daily preview over at the, (laughs) I almost said over at the Athletic. What a promotion that would have been. You're replacing JR. That's right. Um, They are, uh, it's strange. They're happening in the summer and that's not when hockey is supposed to happen. Um, But here we are. there are two groups, Canada, Finland, Czechia, Czechia, I've never been sure, Slovakia and poor Latvia, who are replacing Russia, but they're also technically replacing Belarus, who would have been replacing Russia, <laughs> but Belarus was also banned. So they like have no business being in this tournament. Uh, and their first two games have proven that. Um, and then the United States, Sweden, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria are group B currently, as we write this, uh, as we write this, as we record this, oh boy, Ian, oh boy. <laughs> uh, Finland leads group A slightly ahead of Canada. They both had three points. Finland has a better goal differential. Uh, che- Czechia also has three points. Um, and then Slovakia and Latvia are both winless. The U.S. won five to one over Germany, uh, I believe, um, who won their second game over Austria, who has at the bottom of the group with Switzerland and Sweden is in second place. That was a confusing way to say all that, but I said it anyway. Uh, this is a bit of an interesting tournament because I mean it's interesting in a lot of ways. Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, the tournament got postponed because of COVID, because of the Omicron outbreak in Canada earlier this year. Um, and they decided to reschedule it in August, which is great. I'm glad it's happening for the folks who are, for the players who are coming. But the problem is 
um, that, uh, you know, the NHL drafted players who got drafted in Montreal a month or two ago are less likely to come, especially the higher round pick people, because, you know, their teams are wanting to protect them for training camp and not wanting to see a Kirby Doc situation happen and all that uh, unfortunate stuff. So, um, you know, you're you're without the likes of Owen Power, who you're expecting to be an everyday NHL player this year, and um, you're at Slav- Slavkovsky, the first overall pick this year, and Simon Nimich, the second overall pick this year. So Slovakia is down really bad, um, and some other, you know, notable players. Um, also, uh, it's in Edmonton, which just, you know, crap hole town. Um, and I think the shadow of everything hanging over the Hockey Canada organization, which is itself a, a hellhole right now. Um, they, uh, you know, I don't know how much we've talked about that on here. Um, mm-hmm. I know we talked about it in passing with like Robert Thomas and, and Jordan Cairo. Um, you know, if, if you're unfamiliar, just go read the reporting and everything going on there. But uh, suffice to say, the Hockey Canada program is probably going to have to be stripped down to the studs and even though none of these players who are on the ice you know right now are responsible for any of that um, I'm sure the appetite for Hockey Canada products is as low as it's ever been in Canada so we're seeing very low attendance um, you know and just kind of a I wouldn't say it's dead but not nearly the level of excitement you normally have for a world junior uh, in just you know six months or so four months I guess they'll presumably have the next one which is going to be in Sweden because it was supposed to be in Russia and nothing's happening in Russia anymore so uh, hopefully that'll be right back on track and it'll be fun and exciting and everything else but um have you followed it at all so far, Ian, or uh, have you been uh, a miserable bastard who doesn't pay attention? <laughs> I watched uh, I watched the U.S. game, um, so that was fun. Uh, that was an enjoyable game, other than uh, whatever whoever the defender was that decided to the the puck carrier for the U.S. on the power play decided to leave the ice when he had possession of the puck and well, go onto the bench and That's give the Germany a breakaway. Yeah. That is a decision. We call that the Marshan move. I like um, I like to think that was malicious compliance. I like to think the coach is like, when I ask you to get to the bench and have like a minute long shift, you better be at the bench. And he's like, all right, coach, this is what you want. But um it was an entertaining game. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought Germany looked better than the score. Um, they obviously whoever they beat in their next game, like they they have some some power to them. But from what I've read over this and everything, it looks like it's your it's your big four. It's Canada, United States, Sweden, um, and Finland that are all sort of competing for gold, and then maybe another two teams in there, um, like Czechia or or even uh, Slovakia possibly competing for maybe at least a medal for a bronze or something like that. Um, it's too bad because I do, you know, I feel bad for Russian players that don't get to play in this because it, it just stinks because they're, they're obviously a, a huge country that's missing from this. It, they're missing for like the right reason um, and everything, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it's too bad because Latvia is just a wet blanket. <laughs> so it's like a nine, a nine team tournament. And even then like Austria, um and and switzerland are kind of like well they're they're there but it's it's not nearly as fun um without russia and then like you said we're missed they're missing some big players um own power Gouley, slavkovsky nemich it's it's players that you would have liked to see in this tournament uh, and then even bigger for blues fans there is there any blues player in this at all to my knowledge no um i like, thought I don't think maybe so. because i mean i assume we're holding back neighbors i right, right. imagine he wouldn't be on this roster uh the same might be true for bulldog i don't know about him um but uh yeah i mean i think uh i think who else would we have that might be you know hofer's too old perunovich obviously too old hmm. um Root is an american right I, think. I believe so yes um, and I think he's, you know, I think the American program's pretty stacked right now. So he's probably, you know, maybe, maybe in the 
in the winter one coming up, he'll have a chance if he has a good start to the season. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're not high on, we're not long on top tier prospects right now to begin with. And, and for a number of different reasons, the one we, the ones we have can't really make it. So, you know, right. It's, it's a bummer just because the one in whatever it was, I guess, cause it was in December, it was like 20 or like December into January, like 2018 that straddled into 2019 when we had, or no, is it 17, 18? No, it was 18 to 19. No, it wasn't 18. No, Whatever. 17, 18. 17, It was 18. the problem year. <laughs> That's right. It was the problem year. Um, when we had uh, Thomas and we had Cairo and we had Costin in there, like that was fun. That was fun yeah. to follow. That was really f- an interesting tournament and it just anchors you to it more. Uh, you're more invested as a, as a fan. I think, yeah, just having, just having this tournament go and not having any blues prospects in it is kind of a bummer. But I think it's interesting even to watch Canada though and see like um Bedard in there and things like that. Just see yeah. what he looks like against the best of his age. Um, and mm-hmm. he still looks the best <laughs> with all the best of his age. So yeah. you can see why he's going first overall. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the players who are there instead of focusing on the negative, like he insisted we do. Um, (laughs) Look, everything's a bummer. Yeah. Starting with the teams that nobody does care about. Um, Austria has no, I believe, NHL drafted players. Um, I think Marco Rossi is Austrian, I believe, and is like. Austria is such a not hockey power that people are already like, oh yeah, that kid's the best Austrian player of all time. And I'm like, he hasn't played an <laughs> NHL game yet, but you know, go for it. Um, they have Sina Peters, Peters, great last name, That's right. uh, scored the first goal for their uh, team at this year's tournament and goaltender Sebastian Ranischitz. Uh, oh. You know, so, you know, they're, they're doing great. Poor Latvia. Um does have a couple of uh, NHL drafted prospects with Dan's look Mellis and uh, who's a center in the Bruins organization and Sandis Villam Vilmanis, uh, a winger in the Panthers organization. Um, Germany, who's been, you know, a great team in recent years tournaments, or at least has had a lot of star power with the Stutzlas and the JJ Paterkas and uh, Moritz Sider, obviously. Um, they've still got a couple of players who've been drafted. Luca Munzenberger uh, is one that uh, I know Edmonton was supposedly reached on, um, but, you know, drafted fairly high, I think second or third round. Hacken Hanolt uh, is a Washington center in the organization. Switzerland uh, does not have the Lizard King. Is he Swiss? He's Swiss, right? Matt Superello. So. Oh no, he's um he's, he's Danish. Nor- yeah, Danish. Oh, Norwegian, you. you're right. Um was he Norwegian? Bad. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you that's the right. one that's the one that's not Finland or Sweden. Yeah, he's the best player from Norway. Uh Switzerland 100%. does have Brian Zanetti and Simon Schiemann Knack, I think it is uh pronounced not not just Simon, like you know, an American would say it, but he's a <laughs> predators prospect who's looked pretty decent in these games which i hate um but moving into kind of the powerhouse territory uh sweden has the player that um i think this year was i think it was this year that uh simon edvinson went um and everybody was kind of like i don't know about that i feel like uh steve eiserman reached to draft that guy at uh sixth overall and i just thought have you learned nothing oh yeah have you learned nothing <laughs> um is this so, going to be another another uh what's his face by yeah, his name i'm sure it is cider cider uh, yeah yeah edvinson is 66207 uh, apparently one of the best skaters in this year's draft so like you know has all the tools to be really good draws comparisons to um uh Victor Hedman, because of course he does, because he's a tall Swedish person, but, um, you know, uh, still should be pretty good. Jesper Wallstedt uh, is arguably considered by many, including the athletic, I think it was Scott Wheeler who did the article, the best goaltending prospect right now, or at least the best NHL drafted one. He's a Minnesota wild prospect. So gross. Uh, I believe he was the one that in all those mocks drafts last year, um, JR kept insisting we'd draft. Um, hmm. if he fell to us, uh, which I'm, I 
imagine he must have had some information because he said it multiple times. Um, but uh, he did not get as far as as we were, I don't think. Um, Fabian Lysel uh, is a Boston winger. Obviously, Sweden has a lot of talent. Um, Slovakia has Adam Skykora, uh, who's a Rangers draftee. And then the big one to watch with Slovakia, if you are watching this tournament, is Dalibor Dvorsky, uh, who I think in next year's draft, there's like there's a tier of two and arguably of three guys, which are obviously um, Connor Bedard, who we'll talk about here in a minute, Matt Faye Michkov, who is obviously not at the tournament because he's Russian. And um, there's another Canadian center that I can't think of his name. Uh, but behind those three, Dvorsky is, is considered probably the fourth best prospect in a, a very good draft. Um, so that's, you know, another potential huge win for Slovakia who seems to be kind of on the rise right now um, and then they've also got the goalie Simon Lekotsi I'm not going to pretend I know how to pronounce that um, I hope people are loving this random list of names because I actually really enjoy talking about these people uh, moving on to Czechia they do have David Jiracek who was drafted high by the Blue Jackets this year. I can't remember if it was fourth or a little lower. Uh, Jan Mishak has been at, I think, five of these tournaments in a row. I think it was Henry Lyran has been at five really? juniors in a row as his team's captain. That may, maybe that included like 18, like under, you know, the U18s, but mm. um, U16, U18, U20. But yeah, he's been a team captain for a long time. Uh, Yuri Kulik is uh, a Buffalo drafted forward for them as well. Czechia looked really good in their first game against Slovakia. That was a really fun game. It was a 5-4 finish. Um, Finland has Atu Ratti, who was the guy projected to be the first overall pick at one point in last year's draft and fell i think to the kind of late middle second round uh to the islanders they also have topi niamela who is a highly rated toronto defensive prospect brad lambert is the <laughs> finnish player who is considered a potential first overall pick in this year's draft and fell all the way to i think 30th with winnipeg um, and then they also have joachim kemmel who is the forward i kind of hoped would fall to the blues when he started still hanging around um late in the draft but he was also taken by nashville so i guess nashville's having a fun world junior championship tournament um and then the americans are never short on talent of course they have brock favor the defender who was um a big piece of the return for uh Kevin Fiala, um, he's a Minnesota native and is now Minnesota property. Matthew Nyes, who is the Toronto's top forward prospect, arguably right now. Logan Cooley, the third overall pick, who went right ahead of Shane Wright, uh, who also isn't at this tournament now that I mentioned his name. Um, but there are plenty of Canadians who are. Kent Johnson um, is the, you know, supposed future of the Blue Jackets, the center they drafted high last year is very very highly rated mason mctavish the guy the anaheim ducks absolutely love and of course connor bedard among many others and i think to bring it back to what you were originally saying connor bedard is is one of those guys that just uh you know is a a transcendent first overall pick up mm -hmm. in that if not, I mean, I, uh, there have been people that put him in the McDavid tier, but if he's not there, he's certainly in the Matthews, you know, um, that kind of tier right underneath it. Um, so, uh, Which yeah, is why I mean, Chicago's uh, tanking to get him. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're not alone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you have time to catch a Canada game, he's worth the price of admission alone. He's pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hockey that's happening right now. And that is um, a good thing. It's a positive thing. There's, you know, slowly ticking down to the start of the season. Um, but I won't deny and 
I pretend that it quite has the same allure of a, of a full normal time world junior championship. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, uh, that's what I've got on the world junior championship. You have anything else you wanted to cover there? Uh, who do you, who do you think takes gold? What's your your gold silver bronze? I am going to, um, be, I hate saying this, but be positive and say, I do think Americans will take it this year. I think the Canadians just have too much going on off the ice. Um, I think they'll take bronze and, um, let's say, uh, let's say Finland, I guess would have to be the choice in the gold medal game against us. Um, but it could be any of those top four teams, Finland, Canada, Sweden, USA. I guess I wouldn't totally rule out Czechia, but I don't think it's very likely. Um, mm. But I do think the USA could go, I believe, back to back because I'm pretty sure they won yeah, last, they won year, last well. year. Uh, or I guess, well, yeah, still technically last year, but <clears throat> it's a fun tournament. Definitely. You know, I always recommend fans check it out. It's a little weirder now. Um because of the timing and everything but it's still a great tournament and a lot of fun uh to you know watch and and enjoy so strong yeah. recommend for it's me. a lot of high-end skill yeah for sure um so moving on to our next topic which is nothing <laughs> just um, cardinals baseball yeah, well, hey, you know, they're being fun to watch lately. So good for them. Nine of their last 10 or something like that. Yeah, um, I was in a box. I was in a box uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. We talked about this already. We might have talked about this already. Uh, you mentioned it to me. I don't. Yeah, I think it was on on here. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Free food. We've drained, we've drained all our good content. That's oh, the Cardinals <laughs> lost today. So they lost a series. Oh, well, See, this, this is the kind of shit, Ian. <laughs> Sweep, here we go. This is going to a solid 10 minutes. You sweep the New York Yankees, the fearsome New York Yankees. I was told secondhand, I didn't see the statistic firsthand, so don't, you know, fire me if it's wrong. But I was told we are the first National League team to ever sweep the New York Yankees in a regular season series. And then you go to Colorado and you lose two or three. Like, how? How? How do you do that? And why? And how? And also why? <laughs> More importantly, how? Um, yeah. That is mind-boggling. Even the, and also that stat too. Like I know I read that that was the first time the Cardinals did it for sure, but that's ever. That's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. I guess it makes sense because they for whatever prior to '92, you never played them. So yeah, uh, and it's still pretty rare. But yeah, it was. Uh, they were in quite the heater there for a while. Yeah, for sure. They can still be um, there. Who do they play next? Is it the Reds? It's always the Reds. Uh, no, it's actually the Brewers, which is... Oh, uh, that was my second guess. That was my second guess. They're battling for the start of... Um, they're battling for the top of the division. So that's very exciting. Um, what was I going to say next? I was going to say something about the Cardinals. Oh, they had that prospect who went for the home run cycle mm. um, last night Last night in Springfield, which is uh, preposterous and really like astronomically unbelievable. Chandler Redmond, that's what his name is. He's right here on Twitter, almost like I asked for it. Uh, he had a two-run home run, then a grand slam, then a solo shot. Uh, and then a, a one with a runner on first. Two of them were Apo Tacos, too, all the way to the opposite field down in Amarillo, Texas, a great city uh, that I have spent one um, very dull night in. Uh, but great, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a great town. Uh, when you need a place that's in the dead middle of Texas to stop for the night, that's the only place so there you go um no one else is in the middle of texas that's, that night that's right that's because of right. waco but you can't you can't stop in waco <laughs> that's right exactly um so so wait is that guy is that prospect is he like a prospect or no is he he's like, a total nobody that's, okay, that's the best part 
that's the thing where I'm like, wait, so you're in double A, so you're not gonna like. I love baseball. Baseball is the only sport that's 150 years old, and something newer new happens every year or every like week, pretty much. Hmm. And it's also the only sport where I feel like where you can be a complete nobody and do something like jaw dropping, and then still, you know, just remain a total nobody. <laughs> um, right back into obscurity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think the the Cardinals have been fun to watch since the trade deadline as much as I wanted uh, the them to trade for Juan Soto. It didn't happen. Um, so, you know, anyway, um, what else can we talk about again? How can we fill the space? How can we explore, explore the studio the space. space on here? <laughs> Um, a lot of fully work how about we do like a fun little skip where like one of us trips down some steps you know That's a yeah thing. Um, yeah we, we can, can do some sporkle quizzes some together um, uh, nhl 23 you're gonna buy that at some point in october when it comes oh out, yeah i'm sure probably. yeah at least I'm at sure, some point i'm sure it won't be any different from 22 except for they'll be like we added jerseys uh and now and they'll make up some bs that like you don't even notice so like it's next level board physics you've never seen the boards this way before and then it's like either you won't notice it at all or you'll notice whatever they did like way too much like jesus christ guys this (laughs) like you gotta turn this shit off they'll be like now we can um say no thank you to a trade request instead of just no yeah and you'll be like uh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah now now with more branding opportunities than ever now with 50 more branding opportunities do we not even know who's on the cover of this thing yet i don't think so isn't it coming out in like a month oh i hate, I hate. <laughs> way to go gary Ah, I love it when Gary retires. It's kind of like the Madden, the special Madden one where they put Matt, actual Madden on the front. They need to put oh Gary Batman on the front. Yes, <laughs> I demand that. I insist upon it. That would bring me joy. And it's got to be like a picture of him, like with his mouth open and his head cocked, where he's like doing the whole, you know, schmoozy thing, where he's like, now wait a second, fans, you're going to want to hear about this trade. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's a uh, <laughs> oh, do you do you think that I don't get to talk now? <laughs> I also love when he's like, "You can do better than that." I'm yeah, like, yeah. Everybody <laughs> hates you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you can do better than that, but yeah, bro. Yeah, well, we're tired. Okay, so just award the trophy. Um, they need to bring him out there, yeah. Don't they have? I rarely play through the season long enough to like actually get to the end. I feel like every so mm-hmm. often I do. They don't have like a Gary Batman. I don't think so. No, but that out there, awesome. they need they Gary out there. Um, you know, one thing, one hockey thing we haven't talked about. A couple of hockey things we haven't talked about that we could. Um, Golden Knights are going to be oh, without yeah. Robin Lanner for the entire season. So. Uh, you guys you useless pricks i hate you so much i hate the golden knights so much ian and i'm really sad for laner because he's awesome and he deserves better but fuck these guys man Mm -hmm. it's like when when um the when the brew or when the padres traded for soto there was a tweet that went around um that was like uh the the Padres are the closest thing we have to a 13-year-old playing MLB the show <laughs> in franchise mode, you know, because they just trade for every big star. And I think it was Ryan Lambert retweeted it and said, I'm sorry to those of you who think it's bad when the uh, yeah, Vegas Golden Knights do it, but this kind of stuff is awesome. And I think it was either Don Lecision or somebody else who responded to him and was like, yeah, but it's also hilarious when it blows up in their face. And I just feel like it keeps blowing up in mm. Vegas's face. Like, I'm sure they're going to put Lanner on IR and do some other funky thing to like try and use his salary cap space or something, you know, but like what, 
what's the deal with this city and this team and like how quickly do they go from oh it looks like the wheels are falling off to like oh vegas has to do a full rebuild and like oh they're relocating to sacramento you know like <laughs> what are the steps there because i think they're all uh inevitable especially at the <laughs> sacramento part. that's definitely happening yeah um you know, I saw. I mean, a tweet do you disagree where, on Sacramento? I think it's a. I think it's future NHL powerhouse. A slam dunk. That yeah. is Sacramento Knights and the Sacramento Kings. That's Just right. Power, power, and power, and power. That's um, right. I saw a tweet where someone was saying that now they're going to get John Gibson. They're like, so now they'll go and just get John Gibson, and I was like, that feels right. Probably because he's got like a five-year contract. Oh well, that's well, that's why because then they'll trade them like the next year when oh, then they'll not just trade good. winner, I guess. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Fuck this guy. You're right. You're right. That's exactly the kind of shit they'll do. They just peel away. They peel back the layers uh, until there's a fucking shit onion in the middle. Like yeah, I, <laughs> there's I no onion left, guys. Yeah, I don't quite understand what else they like it just they tinker and they tinker and they tinker and and they tinker in these really bombastic ways but then it doesn't seem to work for them (laughs) and it's and i feel like eventually this has to bite them in the butt i mean it kind of already is but like yeah i just feel like there's no way like people will love playing in vegas because for the year they get to play there right like they enjoy Mm -hmm. the prospect of going to vegas but vegas is just so so freaking cutthroat um it, that it has to be getting to the point where no matter how much you think it's a cool idea to be in vegas and play there you're a little wary about signing there because you will just get tossed mm-hmm. to the side you know like for sure and that's the thing is like you can be a fan or whatever and say oh well you know these are players they understand it's a business but it's like if you're alex petrangelo or whatever you've got like kids and you want to yeah. set up a life there and stuff. And I'm sure other players want to, too. They want some semblance of security and having to move like a year later or yeah. having like your line mates that you enjoyed playing with just get moved around willy nilly because it didn't work out this year. Like, it's just funny because you and I would say, oh, you know, we're always kind of chasing after the new shiny thing because it's like, well, I just want a shakeup on the team. It's fun. It's blah, blah, blah. But if you're, but if that literally is happening every year, that's like (laughs) shitty. That's not good. That's not like an actual thing you can do. Um, And yeah, you just burn way too many bridges and I gotta, I gotta think there's, there's agents at least out there. They're like, yo, if you want to go here, that's fine. But just know like, you should not be putting roots down because we just don't yeah. know when you're going to get traded. Well, out look of here. how shook up David Perron was, and I don't want to dwell on this because we've dwelled on it plenty. But like, just to be moved, not even be moved, but just to have to move as a UFA, like mm-hmm. that's you know, I mean, that's a unique case in some ways. But like that whole Greg Wyshynski thing about players don't want to move their stuff. There's like a lot of truth to that. If you picked a team. You want to be with that team, and if you have to move, you're not going to be happy about it. So, um, definitely sucks for them as a team. I enjoy it personally as a vindictive, petty son of a bitch. Uh, and for Leonard, you know, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. And you know, next season he will lead the Columbus Blue Jackets to glory. <laughs> so. Um, another NHL bit of news, Jacob Truba named captain of the, um, New York Rangers. I'm a little surprised by this, um, because Jacob Truba, what's the word I was thinking of sucks. (laughs) Um, but you know, he does hit people and that's what, uh, Dolan wants. So, um, I think the highlight of the, the two highlights, cause I will, I will give credit where it's due. I, I don't know if you saw that clip, Ian, but during his press, co- oh yeah, you sent it to me. So I'm pretty sure you saw it um, during his press conference uh, announcing the captaincy. They haven't had a captain, <clears throat> I think, since McDonough was traded. Is that right? In 2018? I believe so. Um, so it's been a while, but uh, during the press conference, they asked him what his wife meant to him and and he couldn't, couldn't really answer because he was tearing up. Um, and you know, he talked about, she's a doctor and she, you know, worked a a midnight overnight shift, 12 hours, you know, seven to seven. And, 
uh, was still there for the press conference the next morning, you know, so <clears throat> that was sweet to see. And then um, on top of that, uh, the uh, clip of Artemi Panarin uh, was something <laughs> that circulated is just fantastic. Congratulating Jacob, Jacob. And then saying, <laughs> uh, I still think I'm a better choice than doing a little act. <laughs> it was, it was pretty great. Um, Breadman beloved. Uh, Did you see so, they had a, they had a thing that the New York Rangers released of like a compilation of Truba and all his big hits over the last couple of years and being like our our captain doesn't back down from anything. And one of the mm-hmm. clips they have and they linger on it too is his hit on freaking Jujar Kara where Kara is like unconscious and T Rex <laughs> and they're and I'm like oh no why did you why did you include this if you're gonna include it at all. It's just the hit and a quick cut. Yeah. Like, why was yeah. it like, remember when he like, when he rattled this dude's brain? Wasn't that fun? I'm like, oh, New York, no. Be better. Be best. Be I best. mean, there were a lot of fans for the Rangers that were pretty pissed. They were like, why is this not Kreider? Why is this not Zimenejad? Why is this not Panarin? Even like, yeah, exactly. I, I would not have chosen him. Adam Fox. You're choosing mm-hmm. him over Adam Fox. Yeah, that's weird. This feels very um, like Barrett Jackman is our captain. And it's yes. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Somebody on the cutting room floor of that editing uh, of the video, you know, that you were just talking about mm. needed to see that Jujar Kara hit and say, you know what? No, this is wrong. There wasn't a John Tortorella among them. <laughs> no, not, not anywhere to be seen. Not in New York for a many a year. <laughs> Uh, we're going to sneak that into every podcast at some point. Uh, and it's oh, such a sad. shame because that's the sh- shiningest moment um, as a human being. <clears throat> oh, um, goodness. Other news, uh, not a surprise that the Bruins are signing uh, Dave, Patrice Bergeron. Slightly more of a surprise that David Krejci is coming back on a mm-hmm. one-year deal. Um, just, just, I don't think, well, I think none of those players will ever retire. I think that's just going to be Boston's top six forever <laughs> and they'll never get any worse and it'll just be the same thing, but, um, be just fine. that's, that's also in the headlines. And then we talked about the, um, the, uh, Huberdeau extension last time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, I mean, that's, we sure did. Alan Walsh client bonkers uh dom lecision put out his article of the 10 best nhl contracts number one kale mccarr uh let's see who else is on here charlie mcavoy connor mcdavid brad marshan johnny Gaudreau, roman yossi uh, he had a really good year last year but i'm not i don't know why he's got an aging curve that's going to be incredible and colton Pareka is going to be awful but uh, who else we got? Adam Fox, Austin Matthews, Miro Haskinen, and Carol Kaprizov. So, unsurprisingly, no, no, no blues on that list. He really hates the boys. He hates this team. Um, but yeah, that's the hockey talk we've got. Um, Ian, you you watching anything lately? Playing anything lately? Still on, still on a not quite Dark Souls, whatever that's called. That I'm. Oh man, I'm, I will beat Elden Ring one day. I'm close. I'm getting mm. there. I'm so close. Uh, but no cigar. I'm I'm fighting some some Lord of Blood guy right now and he's beating the piss out of me. And yeah. I put it down two days ago and I was like, all right, I'm gonna try again yesterday. And I've like never got around to it. Because I was busy and stuff, but part of me thinks it's because I was scared. Um, yeah. and I gotta I gotta fight this guy. And sometimes his bosses beat the piss out of you, but you like you know you can beat them there's certain mm-hmm. ones where i'm like oh no this is like this is too hard i'm gonna have to like cheese this guy i'm gonna have to like just like be real just get lucky and then other yeah. ones i'm like no i don't necessarily be lucky i just have to like not be to, <laughs> i have to be more patient than yeah. i am and i'm always like uh oh, this is also hard to be more patient but yeah i'll i'll beat his ass it's never good to have to be patient. I don't personally like it. Um, I'm bound and determined to start and now actually finish uh, 
um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one, so that I can then play the second one, which I know will, you know, it's never going to happen that I play all of both of them back to back. But I just started that again last night. That game is so good. I mean, I need to play. I get so lost in like the sports games for months at a time that like I don't play a lot of the kind of you know, triple A titles that get all the attention and I need to do them more because they rock and I don't get nearly as pissed when I lose in one of those. <laughs> so like, uh, it's really a win-win get video games are supposed to react, relax you. And yet when I'm getting, you know, smurfed online by an MLB, the show player, I'm want to, you know, throw my controller through the wall. So <laughs> maybe play less, uh, less stressful video games. How about? I know that one's um, a little different or like, sport sporting games can be a little different but yeah i i have since retired from playing like like first person shooters or anything like that online because mm-hmm. i'm like i remember 16 year old me i had all the time in the world to be good at this and now i don't then there yeah. are 16 year olds on here and they'll beat the shit out of me at this. <laughs> the only one thing i can think of that i still like playing online um is rocket league because that's just crack that's just yeah crack for for people crack for yeah. people rocket league and rocket league i feel like their ranking system is very good um, it is i love that rocket league is like quite is a, a very least two different games maybe even three where like when <laughs> i play it i'm like true. i feel pretty good and it's a lot of fun and but that game looks so different from someone who's like actually good at rocket league like that's just two completely different experiences uh-huh yeah, and like, oh, in this one, everyone's in the air and no one touches the ground. And in mine, if anyone goes in the air, it's like, oh, my God, what skill. <laughs> it's incredibly true. Um, I found out as as we were starting today that there's a new Gotham game coming out, which I'm very excited about as well. Um, there are other, you know, that Hogwarts game is coming. Oh shit, new, that's new right. New Pokemon is coming. Dang, there's a lot to spend money on this this fall and winter. Um, yeah, and we're going to have to play it all, all of it, you know. So, um, I just want that to be clear. Mm-hmm. We will have to get online and and co-play Pokemon. And oh yeah, how do you? Oh yeah, you can do that shit now. How do you feel about the Scarlet Pokemon guy? Corridon, or how do you feel about him running? He's got wheels. Well, he's got fake wheels, but he runs instead of using the wheels. Yeah, um, I think that's weird, but not unfun. So you know, that's right. I don't know. I oh, like yeah. the idea that they had one a futuristic Pokemon that has wheels and like it was a hover bike or whatever, and they said, "Well, then we this is like." I don't know. Their themes, despite it being Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, might as well call it Pokemon Past and Pokemon Future because that's like kind of what they're like trying to go for. And the Violet Pokemon on the cover, you can like ride like a little hover bike and has little electric wheels or whatever. And then the Past one looks like a lizard motorcycle, but those wheels aren't functional. It's just like an air sack on it and it's tail curled up to look like wheels and it runs on its legs. And I just like the idea that they were like, we need these things to look very similar as, you know, as, as contrast or as similarities between them. But we need, but, but this one could never like have fucking wheels because that'd be <laughs> stupid. And because that wouldn't make any sense, which I agree with, but at the same time, like, there's Pokemon that do wacky ass shit. So like if it was like, well, it has a wheel, I wasn't about to be like, are you kidding me? Because uh-huh. we're like 20 plus years in the Pokemon. And if like this one has wheels, I wouldn't be like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There there was a Pokemon that was a, a lawnmower, like six generations. Yeah. There's yeah, literally so one that's like, like got a USB drive on its back. Like, I don't know. There? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, they did reveal some new Pokemon that's like a dog that looks like it's made of like dough. And do you know what uh-huh. its name is? Dog, dough dog? Fido. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I love is it. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's the most Spanish thing I've ever seen. Uh, they have a small olive and they called it small olive. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, uh, these are great. I love them. Lechonk is still the best one because Lechon in Spanish is like baby pig. 
Oh, is that really what it is? I, yeah. I knew, I just figured LeChonk was a cute name. Um, oh, that's great. I call Frankie LeChonk sometimes. Um, and I also <laughs> call should. him Little Tuna King. Oh, we're getting a pal day in Wop Whooper? That's exciting. Yeah, he's covered Le in Chonk, mud. Fido, Smolin, Palmy is the Pikachu replacement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very exciting. Gotta have one. I don't know what the Satitan is, but Oh, it's a whale? Oh yeah. Give me more whales. I want I want whale down and Satitan to be my whole team. Um I love when they're like uh they give these descriptions that are like Satitan has strong muscles and thick blubber. Like, bro, nobody cares. Just give me its attacks. <laughs> you know, like, who's reading this being like, oh yeah, give me that thick blubbery Pokemon. <laughs> That's the uh, LeChonk one said something about like, he may look fat, but he's not actually fat. It's all muscle from him wandering around all day looking for food. <laughs> I was like, so he is fat. I was like, I don't like to say that. No, it's muscle. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay, guys. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for lots of games. Um, I need to I need to do so many things, Ian. Um but I'm really, I'm really hyped for, for the summer, the, the winter of video games. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about? We stretch this out a little bit. Oh, I have one story I had to tell. It's, it's about a, a documentary. I watched a macabre documentary on the Hillside Strangler. It's on Peacock. Um, but well, I just, we're going to end with a bang. We're going to end with a real high. I note. just have to tell this, uh, because it's, it's really funny. Um, it's like a, you know, macabrely funny <laughs> they do this whole first episode okay and they're doing like these the cases starting to happen and they're cutting back back and forth between these people and one woman uh is talking about her boyfriend at the time who like obviously if you already know who the hillside strangler is which i do because i'm normal um you know you know that the guy is the guy like that's his name you know like it's i forget i'm not thinking of it at the moment but like whatever hillside strangler that's his legal name (laughs) that's his god-given catholic name uh his saint's name is christopher so hillside christopher Strangler. but you know um but yeah so but she's talking about him and she's like oh he's so sweet you know he would take care of me all these stuff and then you know she'll tell a story that she'll be like this one time though this thing happened and that was weird and then you know you watch this whole hour-long episode and then like at the very end you know at the end of any documentary episode where they're like oh you gotta you gotta stay till the next one you know Mm -hmm. uh they do the reveal and she's like and i didn't know that that's because he was the hillside strangler and it was supposed to be the big shock and i'm like bro nobody got to the end of this episode not already knowing that come on <laughs> like Thank like it bro. just was not it's a it's a well done documentary but that particular part not so great also watch most hated man on the internet on netflix about the guy who started a revenge porn site that was also um i don't want to say it was fun but it was very interesting well done he was a real shithead so you know um those are my doc recommendations for folks check them out and of course as as always the the never failing bar rescue still in the rotation so um yeah yeah i guess i guess we can just stop i guess that could be the episode what do you think do you want to stop there we could just stop. go watch watch Sandman on Netflix. It's a, I've heard good things about it's that. It's a Neil Gaiman uh, thing that he made a long mm. time ago, and now it's a Netflix show, and uh, it was pretty good. I mean, it's I've only watched episodes. It was pretty good. Yeah, hot, 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 sad emo boys are back in. Yep, always. When were they ever out? Um, I heard the song "Miss Murder" today by AFI. Oh, if you you've ever watched the video of that. Uh, you can't look more emo it's like literal peak emo he's got the long Mm -hmm. the asymmetric but like long front thing like the nose rings the dark the mascara and all of it the long like pale hands with black nails it was it was perfect um so uh yeah i guess we'll cut it off there pretty soon we'll we need to we actually need to hammer out the schedule now but pretty soon we'll start our theme episodes and we'll at least have things to force ourselves to talk about this week was always going to be a bit of an off week um maybe you know maybe we'll do prospect pyramid soon 
Um, you know, you'll talk about our players. Yeah. We'll get the misery index, obviously. And then your division previews. And then before you know it, the season will be here and you won't have anything to complain about except, you know, we'll we'll have a lot to complain about. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You know, everything else. Um, The content will be flowing. Yeah, exactly. But if you make a good season for us, we'll be peak form. Oh, we'll be in top form, baby. We will, we will go from LeChonks into LeChunks. um until uh next week we also recorded while well, ian wasn't there because he hates us but we did record a soccer talk wads podcast if you want to check folks. that out it's great yeah it's a I great said, little podcast i said something mean about ian that was too mean and i forget what i said and ian so won't tell mean. me so what did you i should say? be happy i'm here um i i don't remember even (laughs) clearly you were traumatized um so that that our 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 uh, listenership is made up of only my immediate family (laughs) that's the only way i communicate with them they're they're worried about me oh that was weird yeah i apologize i crossed the line doug peters would never i don't even Um, think that was that that's all i can remember though (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, that's enough of this, whatever this is. Tomfoolery. Uh, enjoy your weekends. Have a great August 12th. And we'll talk to you all real soon. See you.